Thank you. Um, you know, he was, uh, he lived in a city around this area here. And uh, he was probably just an ordinary man like you and me, just a guy, normal guy. Had a family and friends and a job. Uh, one day this man became possessed by a demon. And he probably thought he could handle it at first, you know. You know, I'm in control. But then another one came. And then another. And another. And soon he was filled with a legion of demons, the Bible says. And these these demons would control him. They would make him do things that he didn't want to do. They'd make him hurt himself and the people he loved. And so the people of the city got together and they, they captured this man. And they bound him and they took him, they put shackles on his feet and bound him in chains. But they couldn't bind the demons. And the demons didn't care about him and they made him rip the shackles apart. And they broke the chains. And he fled, he fled out of the city and ran away. And he fled into these tombs outside of town, the the graveyards and the tombs where people were buried. And this is where this man lived for years, tortured by these demons, all alone in misery. And if you were by there late at night, you might hear the screams coming from the tomb as this man would cry out in agony as he would cut himself with sharp stones over and over again. But no matter what he did, the demons wouldn't leave. They continued to torture him night and day. But then Jesus came. Jesus Jesus had been preaching up here in Capernaum to the north. And up there he he healed a centurion servant. And he and he caused a a, a woman whose son has died, he raised him from the dead. And you remember those stories. That's where he was at this time. And he went down to the coast here and was teaching people in many parables. And suddenly, he decided to cross the Sea of Galilee. And so him and his disciples got into the boat and, and, began, to, and to began to cross the sea. And they got quite a ways out into the sea. And suddenly a wind came up and began to rock the boat back and forth. And it was beating against the boat and the water started coming into the boat and rising, filling the boat with water. Jesus was asleep. 
And as the winds crashed down on the boat, the disciples woke him up and said, Jesus, don't you care? We're about to die. Jesus opened his eyes. And he shouted at the wind, Peace, be still. And suddenly, silence. There was a great calm. And he asked his disciples, Why are you afraid? Where is your faith? Well, they continued crossing the sea. And as they crossed, the disciples asked themselves, Who is this? Who even the winds and the water and the waves obey? This is the one who created the winds and the water, the Almighty God. Well, they finally got to the other side and Jesus steps out of the boat and who do you think comes running toward him out of the tombs? It's the demon-possessed man. He's naked and his filthy body is covered with sores and bloody scars from all of the, all of the self-inflicted wounds. But he's running toward Jesus. This man was up in the tombs watching. And he sees the boat coming. And when Jesus stepped out of that boat, don't you know that the demons trembled when they recognized who that was getting out of the boat? Trembling in fear, those demons knew what he could do. And that was the man's chance. He knew then he had a chance of being free. So he picked up himself and got himself running, heading to Jesus. Mark 5 and 6 says, When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and he worshipped him. The man believes Jesus can save him. And so the Lord looks down in compassion on this man and he loves him. And he knows that he's been tormented for many years by these demons. And so with all the authority of God, Jesus commands the demons to leave, to come out of him. And that's when the demons speak. And, they, and he cried out with a loud voice. The demons say, What have I to do with you, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Jesus asked, What is your name? They said, Legion, for we are many. And then they began to beg Jesus not to send them out into the abyss. And there was a herd of swine on the hill nearby, feeding. And the demons begged Jesus to send them into the herd of swine. Jesus said, go. And immediately they left the man forever. They entered the herd of swine and the pigs ran across the, the mountain, ran over the edge and drowned in the sea. 
Now, can you imagine the relief of this poor man who had had these demons for so many years? How his life changed at that moment. From torment to joy, from being out of control to finally being in control again. He wasn't an outcast anymore. He could have a job again. He could have family again and friends. Well, thankfully, demons don't possess people today. I can't find a record of demon possession anywhere in the Old Testament before Jesus came or after when the apostles We're working in the book of Acts. In John chapter 9, Jesus was with his disciples and they they came to a man, a young man who was born blind. And he wanted Jesus to heal him. And the disciples asked him if he was born blind because of his sin, because of his parents' sin. And Jesus said, neither. But, the, but so that the work of God should be glorified, should be revealed in him. And I think it's pretty safe to apply that to demon possession as well. You know, demons were loose for a time. And God allowed them to possess people for a short time while Jesus was here. In order to reveal the great work of God. The work that God was going to do through Jesus, his son. No, demons, they don't possess people today, but sin does. Sin certainly does, doesn't it? We allow sin to enter our life and maybe just one or two things, we think they're small, it's no big deal. We can handle it, we can control these things. But then another comes so much easier. And that makes another so much easier. Until before we know it, our life is full of sin. And no matter how hard you try, you can't get rid of the sin. It's always there. But Jesus can. Jesus can. Romans chapter 7, the Apostle Paul said, For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Now, Paul wasn't possessed by a demon. But who among us can't relate to the words of Paul here as he describes the struggling with sin within himself? But just like the possessed man, Just like the Apostle Paul, we can be free. Paul continues on here saying, Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God 
through Christ Jesus our Lord. What Jesus did for the possessed man, He'll do for you. But you have to drag your filthy body out of the tomb and come to Jesus. Repent and follow Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Confess Jesus. Be baptized into Jesus. You have to come to Him. Only Jesus has the power to take away your sin. This will save your soul. It won't make you popular in the world. It won't make you popular at all. Just the opposite. You know, after Jesus drove the demons from this man, the people who kept the swine, the herd of swine, ran to the city and told the people what Jesus had done. And the people of the city came out to see Jesus. And they, they talked to Him and they, and they asked Him what He did. And they were told everything that He did. And they looked and they found the man who was formerly demon-possessed, clothed, sitting in his right mind at the feet of Jesus. And the Bible says they were afraid. So those who saw what had happened was afraid, and they, they asked Jesus to leave. They said, please, they begged him, depart from us, go, leave us. So Jesus got in his boat and he went back across the sea with his disciples. You know, it's a lot like that today, isn't it? Not a lot has changed. Today, sadly, most people reject the gospel of Christ. And a lot of people do it out of fear. Fear that they'll have to change Things will have to change in their lives. They don't want to change. Or afraid of what other people will say. What will my family say? What will my friends do to me? What will they say? What will they think? Will I lose those relationships? Fear. And they reject Jesus. They tell Him to go back, go away. There will be a much greater fear on the day of judgment. When Jesus comes back, it'll be too late. It'll be the end when the world is over. It'll be too late. and I'm afraid there'll be a great deal of fear then. As Jesus was about to leave, this man who was demon-possessed formerly and now free. He followed Jesus. He followed him into the boat and he asked him if he could go with him, if he could be with him. That's all he wanted, was to follow Jesus. Jesus said to him, return to your own house and tell what great things God had done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. This man, 
after being in bondage for so long. When he was free, all he wanted to do was to follow Jesus. What about you? Jesus told him to go and and tell his family and his friends all the things that God has done for you. Again, what about you? You know, each of us has a story to tell. To tell people what God has done for us in our life. They're all different stories, but in many ways they're all the same. Jesus meets us. He loves us and He offers us what we need. Tell others about Jesus. Tell them what He has done for you. Are you struggling with sin today? You know, you can't get rid of sin on your own. It doesn't matter how hard you try, you can't do it. But Jesus can. You need to believe in Jesus. You need to believe in the power of Jesus to take away your sin forever. So he'll do that. Before Jesus returned to the Father, He said one last thing. He said, Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even into the end of the age. Are you willing to obey that form of doctrine that the Bible teaches us? The same doctrine that all the apostles preached throughout the book of Acts. What the church, all the members of the first century church did. What Jesus told his disciples to preach. That we must confess him before men. We must repent of our sins and we must be baptized for the remission of sins. Are you willing to do that? If you haven't been willing, then why not? You know, you can have all your sins washed away today. They'll be all gone, just like this demon-possessed man. Forever gone. He'll, he, you can be free forever. If you'll do that today. If you haven't been living like you should, you know, just beating yourself up about it, is it going to do you any more good than cutting himself did that, that man who was demon-possessed? You have to turn away from sin. Follow Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. Live with Jesus. Make Him the center of your life again if He's not today. And He'll save your soul. In 1 John 1 and 9, the promise is if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If the church can pray for you, we'd be glad to do that this morning. If you'd like the prayers of the church or to be baptized today, please come forward now and sit on the front pew as we stand and sing.